You're listening to The Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It's your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge right here in Welland, Ontario, and you are listening to Above the Mug, a podcast that highlights positive people, and we're here to show you how you can use your passions to live your life passion forward. Today, joined by a very long friend now for me. I don't have very many friends who have been around for more than a year because they get sick of me and leave, (laughs) and we've got none other than artist, professor, and lover of North Norse and Viking mythology. James Gilfeld. Thanks, man. How are you, man? Good, good, good. Good to be here. It's great. So I want to start this off with a little story. Again, I never think of what I'm going to say, but this one I think is important because both you and I were in a place of uncertainty when we met, yeah. where you were, you've been an artist for a very long time, uh, and I was a brand new cafe owner. It's the first time ever owning a business or operating a business or even managing a business. I mean, I helped with my dad, of course, but nothing crazy. And so I remember getting, I can't remember if it was an email or a Facebook message or something from Facebook you. Message, yeah. Facebook message, Facebook. And you're like, hey, I saw your call for the artist because we had a a call looking for artists that were local to the area. Um, And when I saw your work, I'm like, this is totally what we're looking for because I thought I was going to get all like landscapes and trees and stuff like that. And we get this like kind of creepy artwork. Some of it's really mystic and and question marks around it. And so I was like, this is awesome that the first artist that approached us is you. Well, it wasn't until you and I started talking more that you told me that it wasn't something you would normally do to reach out to somebody. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So what is it that made you want to bring your artwork, to, to take that leap of faith, I guess? Probably just the fact that I know I don't, I'm not a good self-promotion person. Mm-hmm. So I, and I know that that's what you need to do to be successful with your artwork. So, I mean, teaching obviously eats up a lot of my time mm-hmm. for, for doing that. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, my first instinct was like, no, somebody else will do it. And I went, I, I did the Costanza. I went against my first instinct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that you mentioned, did like a Seinfeld reference because I've been obsessed with, I, and I love Seinfeld, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I was, I'm not one of those cult followers, like people are quoting the show all the time, but I've been really obsessed with watching Jerry Seinfeld's interviews lately because he just like thinks everyone's an idiot, but he's not wrong about it. Just the way he does is like, okay, you've asked me that question. Boring. Next. Yeah. yeah. Next. Right. So his coffee and cars with comedians is hilarious. Yeah. It's it's awesome. But. Um, no, anyway, I, I, I've always really liked that part, especially cause I, I don't think you told me that for at least a year after knowing you yeah. that it was something that you wouldn't have done. And I find year after year passes at the cafe and more and more people keep saying that, you know, like Rob Repoves, I don't know if you know him, he's a local Name musician. Only, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, same thing. He hadn't played a show in years, yeah. uh, let alone an, an original show, and he took kind of a, a shot in the dark coming to play at our place, and now he's hosting open mics, and oh, he's touring, awesome. and now he's doing yeah. speaking engagements, which is, it's really cool to see that, you know, providing a place for people to just kind of be themselves and you learn know, and grow. It's great, because um, doing that, stepping out of my comfort zone, and then that led into not long after when I was doing the Tuesdays or whatever day yeah. it was here, painting and drawing or whatever. And that was good because, I mean, it's not, it's almost the same thing as teaching, right? You're in front of people doing what you do. And uh, 
that turned into a good thing because now it's inspired me to get involved in other, like the Live Art Niagara. Mm-hmm. Little plug there. Yeah. Um, Check it out, Live Art Niagara. <laughs> yeah, Live Art awesome. Niagara. Um, probably a year ago, two years ago, I would have said no. And mm-hmm. most of the people I know know I'm like that. So if it wasn't for people like yourself and around that kind of inspire you to want to do it, it's, that's cool. it's a good thing. But I mean, again, the, the thing that's really funny is you're not that kind of person as a teacher. Because I mentioned that you teach, yeah. but I didn't say that you, you teach art at Niagara College. Yeah, but drawing, what specifically? Yeah. So drawing. Yeah. But you also did something else, life. Life drawing. So I, right now I'm teaching uh, drawing techniques, conceptual drawing, color theory. Cool. And uh, observational drawing for our foundation program. And I also have taught um, 3D materials. Cool. Uh, 3D modeling, basically. Not on computer, all by hand. And uh, life drawing. That's awesome. That's what I initially taught for years was life drawing. So even that was like, when they said you're going to be teaching other stuff, I was like, oh, geez, I don't know if I'm qualified. Well, I, well, I, mean, I seem to be okay. Forever, yeah. So. yeah, so it's just, it's just knowing that you can step out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and do these things. I think that's the big key. No, I think it's great. And like, um, I know you have a really unique way of engaging your students also. I mean, you're not afraid to have them play whatever music they want to play yeah. in your classrooms. Um, just recently, <clears throat> you uh, approached us with the idea to do drawing on cups, right? So one of my favorite cups I actually have here. Oh, excellent. Which is cool. So people who aren't watching on YouTube, um, we have our Black Sheep Lounge takeaway cups. They're white paper compostable cups. And James uh, at his classroom had artists come in and, uh, and draw around them. Um, and so we picked a few winners. And one of my favorites I had to bring in the office because it's just such a yeah, cool awesome. piece. So it's, it's yeah. awesome to see that you're engaging people in a different way. Because Try, I know yeah. college and university have a little extra flex. I know that. But in, in high school, it's so boring some of the teaching things they have a curriculum they they have everything set in front of them it's kind of press play on the laptop and yeah walk away, yeah and so. it's it's unfortunately not the fault of the teachers either no not at all but i i see that there are a lot of art teachers actually it's it's pretty impressive lately what i've seen and there's a lot of good art teachers in the high school system around here more so than what i grew up with mm-hmm. and i think you're they're really pushing these kids to kind of expand their horizons a little bit. I think they have to also. But, I yeah, mean, you we, see our attention spans are brutal. Oh, yeah. And that's the big thing that I see in, mm-hmm. in college now is the attention span. Even the last 10 years, it's just kind of like, my attention span's gone. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's because I'm old and I've had too many concussions, but it's it's getting there. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say it was coffee that did it to you. So No, that's probably what's keeping me walking. That's awesome. Plug Black Sheep. <laughs> plug Black Sheep. <laughs> we're, this interview, we're going to have like six different plugs. We're just like, plug Black Sheep, plug <laughs> Niagara Art. Um, but uh, no, how did... So what? when did you find out that you wanted to be an artist or at least that you're interested in art? Um, was it a clear guess, moment or did you no, kind of stumble like upon it? All the way back to being like the, the cliche, like, oh, I've always drawn. Mm. Well, I've I've always drawn badly. <laughs> like I I did do a lot of bad stuff. I've got a scrapbook at home of stuff I did when I was a kid, and it's like, oh man. Well, okay. I mean, that's where you start. But right? that's where you start, mm. right? And kind of piddled around with it for years, and then I think the big moment was I really got into old cars, and I was painting my own cars, and somebody gave me a ten dollar airbrush, the kind you use for painting models. Yeah. And I had no, I, I knew nothing about them. I knew, didn't know better. So I was like, I'm going to paint a mural in my car. And I painted a mural with it. And I was like, 
on Holy your crap. car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> wish I had a awesome. picture to show you. It's hilarious. You have one, though. Yeah. So you got to send yeah. it to me. Then I'll, I will. I'll throw yeah. it up after okay. on the episode. And it's like a big barbarian from a Judas Priest album. That's awesome. And then from that, a couple people saw it and said, hey, will you do one on my car? I was like, yeah, why not? And it was like this shitty little censored. <laughs> <laughs> you can say shitty that's yeah, all right um but it was like this shitty little airbrush right and that was what got the the wheels turning i wanted to go back to school and learn and the program i took at niagara mm-hmm. niagara college was uh had airbrushing silk screening graphic design like it was a fairly broad broader than what we have now in, in some ways yeah so and that's it, really cool yeah it just kind of paved the way See, I didn't know that. And we've been talking like weekly for four years. Yeah. And I never knew that. It's our anniversary. It is. It was, what, four years <laughs> right on, I think, a yeah. day or two ago. Yeah. So yeah. pretty wild. And that's why I was really excited about doing this one. Um, for those of you listening, obviously, don't know the context behind it. James was on my list. Like, I had I had you, I think I penciled you in for some time in September or yeah. October. We talked about doing this. Yeah. Uh, and we ended up having a cancellation, so I wanted to bring you a little bit further. Cool. Uh, or, sorry, not further, a little closer. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really excited about this because, again, for four years, you think you know everything about somebody especially when you talk in depth we're not yeah. like the hi how are you have no, a nice day kind of people no. you know we get in depth with our conversations yeah. but um i want to go back to talking about the mural on your car because yeah. I, I find that's how a lot of the people i talk to on this podcast get their start it's yeah. they do something for themselves that they appreciate or they're passionate about or even they, they just find interesting and then other people want them to do it for them the first thing i'm the first person i'm thinking of is ricky from press time okay so he's printing buttons for people yeah. for, for himself. And yeah. then it became for bands and then it became t-shirts for himself and then t-shirts for other it bands. blew up. Eh? And then, yeah. And then it just blew up into this uh, huge operation. I mean, on the, I'm sure he would tell you it's not on the grand scheme. He's got of things, a great a huge operation, operation but locally it's a, it's a big business. Press time. Press time design. Check him out. <laughs> <laughs> Plug number three. But no, it's just, it's amazing to see um, how people can take something that was never in their life and turn it into their life. Absolutely. So you painted that mural, I'm assuming you were driving. So obviously you were maybe 16, 17 when you did that? No, I was older. I was was um, mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. So you're, I didn't go back to school until I was 29. All right. Yeah. So I fumbled around. I had my own floor cleaning business for a while. I worked in an ink factory, like a, a lot of, I just, I don't mind working hard, but I don't like working crappy. Yeah, of course. So, no, absolutely. So it, I kind of, I, I managed a hotel up in Southampton, uh, Port Elgin for a while. Cool. And then it just kind of always, like that, that That was the era that it was starting to come back to my art. I submitted like cartoons I had done to newspapers and got them refused and like, this is crap, sending it back kind of thing. But it was but, fun. I mean, that's where but you But I kept going. Be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So... You were around 29 when you went back to yeah. school. When did you make the jump from being a, a student of art to a teacher of art? That was because you've um, been doing you've been teaching at Niagara College for quite a long time I'm too. Pushing 20 years, yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of it was kind of by accident. I had gone off from Niagara College. Plug Niagara College, <laughs> number four, to uh, McMaster University. Not a plug because they're not local. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I did a year there and was, was booked into my second year. And then I got, a, I got a call from the school, the program, from the coordinator saying they needed a tutor for a, a student with special needs, Julie Grant, who you know. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Julie Julie's Grant, amazing awesome. person. Yeah. Awesome. And she probably, as much as anything, inspired me and, and was what got me hooked mm-hmm. in that whole that area. So I, that's how I started. I started as a tutor for Julie, per, like just, just only her tutor. And it just kind of, oh, you're, I just hung around. I had nothing. I was broke. I had gone through a divorce at the time. I had nothing else to do, so I hung around the school and helped out. Cool. Put in a lot of volunteer hours and then basically got a technician's job. And then when the coordinator went off on uh, a, a medical thing to have his knees operated on, Ken Cosgrove, who many people will know, um, I, he was going to cancel his classes. I, mm. I'll, I'll do them. And I did them for free. And I actually had some students ask when I was coming back. So then he gave me a class. That's amazing. And that was just, I mean, it doesn't happen anymore like that. You well, can't, not you, in the it, same way. No, but you, no. I think you made a good point about just being present, you know, because I think a lot of the time these opportunities, yes, they come to people who are talented, but for the most part, opportunity, you have to be around it. Because even though the opportunity is there in that moment of time, it doesn't exist everywhere on earth. Like you, right. you need to be physically in the right place. And sometimes it's a matter of just building relationships with people. And again, if your students weren't saying to you, Hey, we want James to be our teacher. When are you coming back? Yeah. Then why else would faculty or administrators want you to be there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think the, I think Ken bent a lot of rules to help get me in there, but Ho- hopefully your grandfather still... didn't now. So they don't, uh, <laughs> yeah. they don't revert. It's still, uh, it's still, you just like you, you can't get in to places that way anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the old school way. Like you kind of start in the ground floor and work up. That's exactly how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, I think, a good thing. No, it is. And it's amazing. Lots how of things... different experiences, you know, doing technician work and all the other stuff. Huge, so. yeah. And it, it's amazing how things come full circle uh, because you mentioned Julie. We sold one of her paintings here. Oh, did right? you? Which is really cool. So, I mean, here's one of your students who is yeah. now grown up. She's an adult, has her own life, still doing art, and obviously successfully because yep. someone had purchased one of her pieces. Uh, another one of your students is now my tattoo artist, yeah. Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Um, so, it's just, and she was actually a guest as well. Hand and dagger. Hand and dagger tattoos. Check them out. <laughs> Amazing work. I'm still pretty fresh. I got tattooed like four days ago from her. So I'm doing this kind of trying to keep my arm away from my body because she's watching. You know that. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing my care, tattoo care very proper and very well. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'm getting, getting so sidetracked. This is the problem with you and I knowing oh, each yeah, other we, so like, well. We cover a lot of topics in a short time. <laughs> I apologize to anyone who's listening to this as their first episode because they're like, wow, these guys like have squirrel mentality. They're oh, yeah, like, totally. Hey, squirrel. Yeah, go back and uh, watch a few other ones and then come back to this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm enjoying it. Whatever. That's all that matters. Um, so uh, where was I going to go with this? So another thing I've always found really interesting because I've always been into dark imagery myself. And a lot of people assume when you're into that, you need to be an angry or a sad or a dark person. And I think um, for sure there are moments in your life when you go through that. Um, But when I saw your artwork, it resonated with me a lot because I've had those moments in my life, of course, but ultimately I'm a very happy person. Mm -hmm. uh, But I love dark imagery and that kind of thing. It's just something that... I don't know, it just gets, gets me excited. Do you find that that's true also for you as, as an artist? Because I know obviously everyone has their moments, but you, you are ultimately a pretty happy person who enjoys doing what they do, and you've got great family and, and all this, but you still like darker... Yeah, I think my natural um, 
personality is a little bit morose. Mm -hmm. And I do, like, I mean, I've had my, I've suffered with depression for many, 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 many years. And mm -hmm. you deal with it and you, you have to find a way to deal with it. So artwork is a good outlet for that. Mm -hmm. um, I have good friends that help. Like, mm -hmm. um, good people in my life that help. So, yeah, I, I guess outwardly I try to be happy. But as some of my artwork shows, sometimes it's not always, yeah, you no, know, I, it, it's a battle sometimes, right? It's cool how but, something um, that's dark for one person can be a positive for someone oh, else yeah. as well. Because, yeah. I mean, I people can't see because it it's on the other side of the camera. But I have, we counted at least four or five of your pieces yeah. in this office that have been gifted or purchased at some point from you. And they're like... To me, I love them. I have more of your artwork than anybody else's in here because it's just something I love looking at. So to me, it brings me immense happiness, not just because we're friends. Because yeah. I have a lot of friends that are horribly untalented at certain things, and I would never put their work in here. <laughs> not naming names, but no, I'm just messing around. But you, you, you're an amazing artist, so I, I'm Thank happy you. that we got to have you in here. Um, another thing is, I mentioned in the beginning, you, and this is not a, a necessarily a, a, a career move but you love norse and kind of like viking mythology oh, yeah, yeah where did that come in for you was that through music or just through a little imagery bit of music or? but mostly because that's my family genealogy my dad was danish my grandfather was not the, the pastry no no he, although he probably would make a delicious pastry <laughs> i'm sure he would yeah <laughs> a lot of them but uh, my grandfather was i think a german born in denmark like a german family the name yeah. is german um, my whole family background is German, Danish, Swedish, Scottish, and I think maybe some Irish in there. So I always like to say all the angry Northern European people, <laughs> even though Danes and Swedes and that, they don't tend to be angry. And that's, you know, you just reminded me of something too. The same day, the first day we met when you were, after we talked, uh, online about bringing your paintings and we actually got to meet you and you brought your your artwork to the cafe so mind you at this point this is my first time dealing with anyone from the public about the black sheep yeah and you come in whatever what are you six three six, six two one no you're taller than that no no i'm six one okay we're gonna call it six I two good posture. May, may, <laughs> maybe it's that <laughs> and the viking boots you're wearing when you came in this guy large man okay coming yeah. in bald head facial hair i and you were wearing a leather jacket. Yeah, like it was at the Leather time. jacket and like dark pants. I was like, this guy is going to eat me. <laughs> I thought you were going to beat me up. and t I thought this was a ruse. I'm like, there's no way this guy's an artist. And then he started talking to you and you're like, this is one of the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I mean, I think you and I get kind of the same reaction from people when they get to know us, but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like obviously it's both appearance. When you yeah. look at someone like you, you're, you're like a, a, a tall dude. I know our, my coaster is falling all, all over the place. But you're a tall dude you've got shaved head again these are i have to be descriptive because people who are not watching they're listening they won't know. oh yeah right, so yeah. you're tall bald head just jacked to hell your arms are huge i wish i was I, jacked you're, you're, well when i maybe when i was yeah now i'm 40 pounds out of jack yeah, but you're also an old man, so. Exactly. <laughs> so you're doing pretty damn good. But uh, anyway, let's just put it at visually intimidating if you never spoke to you. And so I was like, oh, my God. I'm, like, terrified. And then I was like, oh, wait, he's a great guy. 
And I feel like mine's not intimidating more so as people are like, oh, that's a strange looking fellow. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, he's not so weird after all. And that's why it's yeah. funny because like the, that, the name of the cafe being the Black Sheep Lounge, when we first opened, people always, always used to say, let me guess, you're the black sheep of the family? I'm like, actually, no, I look like the weirdest probably, but I'm definitely not the weirdest one in my family. Yeah, that's, that, well, that's funny. That's funny yeah. how that works a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah. I think that was part of the reason I, I kind of decided to come down here too that time because just the name. I thought, cool. oh, it sounds like it could be a place that I'd like. And then when I walked in, like I loved it right away, the way mm. you were. It wasn't even finished. No, we think. weren't you had, done. But you had the color on the walls and stuff, but... Yeah, I, I think loved, it was like maybe it right two away. months before we had opened, something yeah. like that. Because I, I remember uh, before we officially opened, we did a couple private parties just to get like in the swing of things and figure out where we need to make changes and efficiencies yeah. and things yeah. like that. But it was also, we only had two staff at the time. Yeah. It was myself, Jesse, and one other person, uh, which was wild. It was yeah. a wild ride. Yeah. It's funny, too, because when I brought the pieces in, your dad came down. And he was like, oh, I want that piece. And the piece he bought and ended up buying was one I said I'd never sell because I really liked that piece. Yeah. But then when he, when your dad wanted it so bad, I was like, Perfect. you got 4,000 bucks, it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, when you see somebody that wants something you did that mm -hmm. badly, you gotta ha they've got to have it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've done that in the past myself, too, because I'm I'm pretty brutal for not getting rid of things that I really like, even if it's weird. Like, I'm sure anyone who is watching this on YouTube will see that every week there's something weird in the room. Like now I've got a, a bust yeah, of yeah. Jim Morrison off his gravestone. here. Yeah. And thank you, Bianca. Weird, yeah. I appreciate that. You yeah. tell your dad I say thank you. Uh, but yeah, like just tons of weird. I have a raccoon skull that I wanted a bocce ball tournament on my desk right here. Oh, yeah. You showed me that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like weird, weird stuff. But it, I mean, everyone's got their thing, right? Yeah. For me, I like weird, just something strange. It doesn't even yeah. need to be creepy. It just needs to be something, something that makes different. me think, oh, that's kind of strange. Yeah. And I, I've always liked yeah, that. Yeah, I like thing. that stuff too. Well, I joked with you earlier, I was going to bring in my album collection, my Whipped Cream and Other Delights by Herb Alpert. Herb Alpert. And uh, because I get busted all the time, I've got 65 of them now. That's crazy. And people are like, when are you going to stop? And I was like, when it stops, make me feel good. So ex we, we only have a couple minutes left, but yeah. I want to hear about this because this is one of the funniest collections I've ever heard. So you have 65 of the same album. Yeah. So it's not 65 albums. You have 65 of the same album. Yeah. And all different conditions. Yeah. Most of them are in good condition because nobody plays them. <laughs> you play it once and you're like, ah, oh, whatever. But yeah, I just, I found one at a Goodwill. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know if people are familiar with it, but you can look it up, Whipped Cream and Other Delights. Um, and I was like, then I saw another one. I was like, oh, wow. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, they're everywhere. So I kept a dollar each, so I kept buying them. And uh, it, it just now it won't stop. And I've got people, like my sister just messaged me and said, oh, I've got another one for you. A friend of hers found it. That's cool. I've got one on each coast waiting for me. <laughs> Like, it's just <laughs> that'd be really a, a, maybe a fun art project is to have like a pop up gallery and it's just all of your albums strung up or you just display them in different and yeah. interesting ways. And then you can maybe put a different title under each of them. That'd be a really fun. Project. Well, I thought of doing something like that and putting them all up on a display and then mm. painting my own version of it, which I thought would be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Anybody who has a space that you're willing to lend for a weekend. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's say a week. Just be safe. We'll make an event out of it. 
we'll, we'll make it worth your while. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but that'll be fun. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. So Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And so now I know one of your boys is going to school for medieval history, is it? Or what? He's, yeah, he's studying history and medieval studies. Medieval studies. Yeah. Which is so crazy. I mean, obviously... They're their own people. Yeah. But obviously, most normal children don't like, hey, <laughs> I really want to study medieval history. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's yeah, so it cool. Yeah, actually that. caught me off guard, too. I didn't, yeah. I mean, I knew he liked history stuff, and he's really into that stuff. So, um, yeah, both boys are, are have their plans set for university, and Sam's off this, this uh, I can't take it. He's going away. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it's, it's weird having your kids go off to move away from you but i know i'm sure my parents you, wished i went want. away but i never i never went anywhere i'm still here and, and the worst is i live next door so they can't they really can't escape daddy yeah it's funny do you have any sugar great poupon great poupon but uh yeah i know it's 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 really cool i i love being able to i guess see the start and not to finish but start to present uh, stories from people that that I enjoy being around oh, or that sure. inspire me, especially because a lot of people they go through life thinking it's just awful or they feel stuck. And I always get so excited when I talk to people who took a risk. And especially when you think of it at the time, I'm sure it seems so difficult. It was like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Or or when you do when you do it, you're like. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. But then when you look back, yeah. you're like, that was a blip, a blip oh, yeah, in absolutely. my in my own personal history. And look at how many years of happiness or, you know, pleasures or gains you get from that one little step. Yeah. And so that was that's kind of the basis of what I'm trying to do with this is show people local people who are making a living doing what they enjoy. Perfect. Not saying it's easy, not saying it'll happen tomorrow, but to say it is possible. And these are all people who started by taking one little risk. Yeah. yeah you know, that's especially true. like you, I think the tutor thing is the most important. Yeah. You were a volunteer. Yeah. You went over there, you helped someone because it was close to your heart and good things came after that. Absolutely. And yeah. maybe not quickly, but they yeah. snowballed faster than they would have otherwise yeah. if you didn't yeah, take and that Yeah. And I'm not a risk taker per se, like I don't, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to jump off cliffs and tr trains and stuff, but that's, that's for another, when you have another cancellation, I will be here to tell you about that. I love it. <laughs> so now, um, I'm not sure if you're still actively doing it, but do you still have the Kunstler House website? Yep. Okay. So how, yep. what, what is it? So people know where to find your work. I don't even know. It's, I'd have to, I'll look it up. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so, we, we can paste it after, but yeah, do that. long story short, um, maybe, maybe spell that Kunzler house. Kunzler house is, it's, uh, basically artist studio in German. So K U N S T L E R H A U S. Very good. All one word. Yeah. So if you Google that, you'll find it, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, I think there's a link on my Facebook page as well. Yeah. We'll put it up there because I want people to be able to see it. Yeah. And also, if you're in the Niagara area, make sure you come by the Black Sheep and you can see James always has pieces yeah, here. Yeah, a couple of uh, I think now, we have right? about four, yeah, maybe four, four or yeah. five pieces out there. And uh, if you're really nice, they'll bring you in the office and you can <laughs> see the, my personal pieces of James. But uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I can't believe how fast this went by. This yeah, is already, was, yeah, we're at 27 quick. minutes in my 
camera shuts off at 30. So oh, I always got to make sure we get that going. But anyway, thank you very much. All right, no problem, man. And everybody, this is Lucas Spinoza, and you are listening to Above the Mug. We will catch you guys next week. Hey, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Above the Mug. For more episodes, check us out at AboveTheMug.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tag your friends. This way you're not the only person listening to this thing. We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above the Mug.